Now, back to First Look with Scott Cox on News Talk 96.1 and AM 1180 KERN. What about that hundred dollars I gave you? Put food on the table. What about that big book you asked me for? For gas with your name. Said you had some money coming. I'll be the first person you can see. Your money came. You went a lot of places. But you didn't come see me. I'll do it. Watch my hand. I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, uh, people bitch about the government and how in the IRS and how the how it works and all of that stuff. Twig, am I the only person who just couldn't? Pu- Everybody's all. Uh, Oprah Winfrey talked to some of these uh, British, these royal people or whatever, former, who and apparently just want to get back to living a normal everyday life in a fourteen million dollar mansion in Montecito, uh, with cameras and security and all of that. So I uh, even okay, even if you're in England and let's say that you are, you got a bunch of people who are given lofty positions in life that they've never worked for or earned. They just, you know, a doctor pulls them out of one particular snaggletooth inbred lady, and they are a tax burden of biblical proportion. They spend about 360 million pounds a year, that'd be half a billion dollars, supporting the royal family, making sure they have Rolls Royces, new and vintage, and mansions and yachts and everything else that they buy for these people. Uh, and, no, and there's no democracy to it that nobody voted for them or anything. It's just you just we yanked you out of that lady. Uh, you're a huge deal forever, and your kids are going to be huge deals. That that people in the UK or any other country that that allows monarchies to exist well, in twenty 20- unless, unless it's Megan's kid. That was the thing. What's up with him? What's up They're with him? They're not going to give him a title. They were worried about the color of his skin coming out of her and stuff. That's what that interview was all about. So what? Though? I mean, I don't. Why would I care about any of these people? I. It's it just like the respect and admiration are things that you should earn, and none of these people have ever done anything because they don't have to. They. I mean, I'm sure there's window dressing and if stuff. Anything, that they, it was just a window at how really that that ancient way of doing things is really, you know gone and passed and yeah it's, it's it left a long time it. ago it's time to put it to bed whoever the last person is now whoever's the youngest royal you're the last one when it's over it's over i don't know how people in england put up with it or any other country with a monarchy and i don't know understand why people in other countries are other than just oop, real princesses or whatever but we seem to be pretty well into it i don't i just i don't understand any of it it doesn't make any sense to me they should have pulled the plug. That the, that the, it, it doesn't. This in it, it. Seriously, you you Britons should be ashamed of yourself for not burning this whole thing to the ground decades ago. This nitwit Dungeons and Dragons medieval nonsense. Pull the plug. They're not doing anything for you. And by the way, and if you tell them that, you know what a you know what a Briton will tell you. Well, well, it, you know it's it's not like they have any political. They don't vote or on anything. Well, that makes it ten times as stupid. You're you're maintaining this nonsense for these people, and your backup argument is, well, they don't have any actual power. Just knock it off, man. I I've never I don't get it. I don't get our interest in. I don't I don't know. I don't get their tolerance of it, nor our interest in it. But you fact you throw uh, Oprah into the mix, and everybody is uh, suddenly super interested in the whole thing. 
Do you? Re- I mean, they have a fourteen million dollar house. Uh, if you look up Meghan Markle's IMDb profile, they didn't get that. Uh, she didn't get that acting. You know what I mean? Um, so basically, this is just Britain's taxpayer money that's been funneled into these goofballs who decided to head uh, head our way. Uh, but we'll listen to their podcasts and watch their television programs or whatever. I don't. I don't understand any of it. It's, it's silly. Uh, but it's everybody. Is, there seems to be a lot of buzz. I have a feeling it's going to pop up on the hot list today. Uh, meanwhile, white nationalists are infesting our country, uh, and we just threw eighty-six billion dollars at bailing out union pensions. But we'll, we want to talk about Dr. Seuss. Uh, though we want to bitch about the woke culture uh, in the British royal family. You get the idea. Maybe we've taken our eye off the ball a little bit. And I think that might be uh, sort of by design. By the way, the House is going to vote on this final version of the bill. Uh, it's already cleared the Senate. Um, it's, we're going to get another round of stimulus checks. It's going to extend enhanced unemployment benefits, aid for state and local governments and schools, fund vaccine distribution. That's what We're all on board with that, right? Yeah, we need to do all those things. But all of that stuff that we're all on board with, did any, can anybody believe we there's $86 billion in pension bailouts? I just, it's, I'm not the one that stole your money. See, that's the thing. I, uh, this is taxpayer money that they're giving out. I know it's borrowed taxpayer money, and we don't seem to care about that anymore. But you and I, well, we're, we'll be long dead before this gets paid. This is, we just tacked this onto a $22 trillion deficit. Bumped it up to, what is it, 24-6 now or something like that. So my grandson is probably going to have to pay this back. But on his behalf... Somebody needs to be looking out for this. See, all the people who voted on this will be dead before these bills come due. Do you know this funds these pensions through for 30 years? For 30 years? Somebody who is going to have their pension paid for by my grandson hasn't been born yet. If you are thinking about retiring right now and you're in a union and you get and your uh, your pension is upside down because the people who ran it absconded with half the money or the mob took it or whatever ended up happening to your money. I'm sorry, it sucks, but I'm not the guy that stole your money and I don't know I shouldn't be the one to pay for it. But think about this. Uh tweak if you're retiring tomorrow in the and you're a pipe in the pipe fitter union, my you're in 30 years my, the money that you're still getting every month is going to be paid by my grandson. That's just maddening to me. And by the way, if they put this as a standalone thing, if they just said, you know what, where does we need eighty-six billion dollars to bail out these pensions? Uh, there was they would never get. No politician would have the guts to do it. And that's why you throw it into something like the COVID relief bill. It's more. There's more money in this thing to bail out unions uh, than there is for for uh, treating and testing for COVID. How in the world did this get $86 billion? Because your pensions uh, have not been run properly for the last 20 years. And is anybody going to, are we going to do a hard target investigation and find out how all those investments went so sideways, where all that money went? That would, seems like that would be handy. If you're going to borrow a bunch of taxpayer money to fix it, don't you want to know how it got broken? 30 years this is going to pay. That's about how, I, 
I'm 56. That put me at 86 years. I should, I'll probably live just long enough to see this run out. And we can all count in the next 30 years of something else awful happening, another pandemic or whatever, or a world war or something, and we're going to do this again, and we'll probably punt and fund this for the next 30 years. If your pension fund won't pay for your pension, that's not my problem. Well, it is now, but it shouldn't have been. And I'm sorry that your pension fund went sideways, but take it up with the people who made the promises, not the taxpayer. Well, didn't uh, didn't go that way. There's about 1,400 collectively bargained defined benefit multi-employer pension plans in the United States covering 10 million workers, and one-tenth of those plans are rapidly running out of money. The Federal Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation is intended to provide a backstop if plans fall short, but guess what? Its fund is uh, going to be insolvent by 2027. Companies contribute to these funds on behalf of workers through payments negotiated with unions, but they are heavily regulated. Uh, they're far less heavily regulated than single employer plans because they were uh, presumed to be safer. Uh, and guess what? That hasn't panned out at all. And is who's going to jail? Are we going to drag some people out of the uh, whoever the mobster guys that uh, it got hooked up with their guys in New York and came up with these plans and hoovered a bunch of money out for their own personal use? Uh, are any of those guys going to jail? Now, we don't want to know who stole the money. We're just going to saddle future taxpayers with the cost of it. $86 billion. Man, that's upsetting. Well, unless you're one of the union guys. It, and if That's just not my barn dance. I, I, it's not my fault. I didn't promise you this rose garden. I'm sorry that your union pension guys are a bunch of crooks and absconded with your money and you didn't have, and your pension that you got promised wasn't there. But I'm not the one. I'm the, talking about me, the taxpayer. I'm not the one that lied to you. I'm not the one that swindled, swindled you. I'm not the one that overpromised you. But the people who did are going to walk off scot-free, and my grandkids are going to get stuck with the tab. Who's on the phone? You've got David on the line. What does David want? Why am I asking you? I'll ask David what he wants. David, good morning. How are you? Welcome to the program. Oh, howdy, Scott. Yeah, yeah greetings, Scott. Yeah, I, uh, I'm the guy up in San Francisco, and um, i I got to agree with you about those welfare cheats, the monarchists. Yeah, yeah, that's. But are they? They're not really cheating. It's sort of handed to them. Well, uh, it, that's whether it's duggery or. Uh, pomp- yeah, but I mean, if if you or I are born, if you're born into this scam, they're just throwing all these precious stones and Rolls Royces at you. It's not like you filled out a form or asked for them or anything. Well, right, yeah. Now, but there's just something I disagree with you on, and right. that's the stimulus, uh, the way it was run. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I know that McCarthy and uh, Devin Nunes didn't do a thing to improve, didn't do a thing to help. They didn't, they got nothing but sneers and well, this is bad, We, but they did nothing to help. Yeah, that's kind of all they have now. It's kind of their jam, just bitching right. about stuff. But, what what you were talking about with the pensions? Yeah, you know, if they don't raise minimum wage, then those pensions can never get paid off. Right. Because at seven and a quarter an hour, which is what the regular minimum wage is, and the agricultural minimum wage is about half that. Yeah. Right? So the idea that a, a, a total amount of numbers, you know, eighty-two billion or whatever, which is not actually that much for the entire United States, but if if they don't raise the minimum wage, that's they're not filling it up. Uh, you know, everybody's payroll deductions go into Social Security, and if you're only getting seven and a quarter an hour, as opposed to fifteen, as opposed, I'm in a union, and I and we're at forty-six bucks an hour. 
up here in the city. Woo. And half of our guys are starving because it, you know, it costs you thirty bucks uh, an hour, or not an hour, thirty. I think it's thirty-six a day to park your car. Right, and then you end up with a twelve-dollar hamburger. Goes up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Last time I was up there. Luckily, the radio station where I worked up there has a place where we could park our cars. Because otherwise, yeah. uh, I would yeah. just park there and Uber it anywhere I needed to go. Yeah. Well, the last thing I was going to say though is is that I don't know if you remember it, but early in the epidemic, it was like March or April. It, there were so few cars on the road that there were highway projects that were being finished early, and they were not only coming in better uh, quality because there was less traffic on the road, yep. the highway projects were finishing early, and then the cities would get a rebate uh, because it was finishing early and, and in higher quality. So the infrastructure to be tied with this is like a no-brainer it's it's like the opposite of penny wise and pound foolish it's like total savings plus qu- higher quality for stuff that we end up owning like a bridge or a road or yeah a we it's, or, yeah infrastructure is a whole other thing that america's got to take a super hard look at but we're not we just don't want to spend the money on it well but if it's mixed in with this stimulus thing and i get that I part talking, i don't and i don't, don't I, and by the way, I don't look at this. I don't look at this. Eighty-six billion is like is a percentage of the GDP or whatnot. It's just these were these pensions were poorly managed financially. Well, not necessarily. No, definitely. They're, these things hard. work. All of these things by twenty twenty seven were going to be. In, there were ten of them not, that were going to be insolvent within ten years. Well, I, I, you know, if you think of ten thousand unions and ten pension funds. Right, but the, but they're but these are multi-company pensions that are, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of companies in these particular pensions, but the problem is they got swindled by the people who were running their pension fund, and they invested it and they they weren't taking enough out of their check because that was part of the sales pitch. It just these things were going upside down in a hurry. Look, I, I just don't know why I'm on the hook for it. Well, the, you remember bond issues are how those roads and bridges and infrastructure get built, you know, and so the pensions invest in bond issues. And so we're basically putting money in our own pocket by funding the pensions because the pensions buy the bonds. Right. And, and you the know- aristocrats that we were just talking about, the lazy <laughs> mooches, they're the ones that come up with the fake uh, uh, interest rates on something that we end up owning. Right, and the so other, it's, it's, and I, I don't, I don't know who's doing your pension with your union deal or whatever, but there's plenty of them out there that were their fiscal management was really good, and yeah, they didn't right. over, they didn't overpromise, and their delivery on the investment was exactly what they said it was going to be, and I don't know why they're not looking to those guys running those pensions for advice on how to run the other ones. Well, that's, you know, deregulation under uh, Trump. I mean, what is it, Alex Azar? Was he the labor secretary? Yeah, yeah, he, he was decided the... decided never to prosecute him? Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, piece of work. criminal from the start. Yeah, and, and so we went through four years of deregulation of pension funds with the mob. Uh, you know, you're talking Trump mob. Come on, there's uh, no mafia anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, the bigger picture, though, is, is that you know, McCarthy and Devin Nunez are fake conservatives because they have to know how a bond issue works. And they have to know that unions invest in bonds. And they have to know that these infrastructure repairs are coming in cheaper and, and 
uh, right, but, quality. And so for them to pretend that it's a bad idea makes them fake conservative. But picture e- picture either one of those guys sitting down at like a pre- in, a, in talking to people about this in depth. They're not nobody. Politicians don't do that anymore. Yell something stupid about the other tribe is all you have to do, and both of them are committed to just that. This is economics one hundred and one. Yeah, I don't think either one of these guys could pass an econ class. I don't think most Congress people could pass econ 101. Well, and that's what I'm saying. A bond issue works that the people lend themselves some money at a low interest rate. Because if you lend yourself some money, uh, you're it's non-taxable, right? A, sp- a municipal bond, uh, you know, a highway bond, a library bond, a school issue bond, things like that. Uh, those you usually get like one and a half percent dividend. Sometimes it's even less, like point five or. Yeah, but as long like as it as long as it pencils out, though, as long as it, the project pays for itself, everybody's happy with these bonds. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is like this eighty-six billion is basically put back into the pockets of America because if you give it to the union pensions, they're going to buy bonds. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah, they do. They do buy into bonds a lot, but that's also kind of a guarantee that those projects are going to be done with union labor too. So it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy for but them. The higher dollar then pays off yeah. the issue faster. Yeah, I. Because you know if what? You're I get seven and seven and a quarter. You're never going to pay off that money. But if you're making forty-six an hour, you're going to pay it off pretty quick. Well, these so pe- the, we're on the hook for this. Percentage comes out of our check, right? Yeah, but At this... the end of the month, they take. You know, a couple of hundred out of my check instead of forty bucks, right? Yeah. Well, that's, it's got to come from somewhere. I just, I'm sorry that a lot of these unions were badly run and ended up on the short, got the short end of the stake. But I just don't. It's not, I didn't invest in that. I didn't promise you any of that money. But and there's just and nobody's going to jail. And that Azov guy's a perfect Azar guy's a perfect example. Nobody's being punished for malfeasance in any of this. We're just backfilling it with taxpayer money, and that's irritating. Well, no, it's, it's our money. You know, it's like if you were a farmer and you had a whole bunch of straw left over and you decided to create some new new product with all that pile of straw, um, you know, it didn't cost you very much, but it turns into something that you could sell for a buck or 20 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever. And so the idea that uh, America can take its own money and invest in itself with bond issues and then, uh, by raising the minimum wage, you get those bond issues paid off faster. So it's it's like a no-brainer. And and for Devin Nunes and Kevin McCarthy to pretend that they're conservatives when they don't even know that basic stuff. Uh, do you think that? Uh, money. Do you think that? Because uh, all of that assumes a raise in the minimum wage, but I think we all know that's not happening not to really. any significant degree. The pension, the, the union money, that's guaranteed because the, the wages are going to be set comes into a payoff. But if the minimum wage gets raised, then that helps him. Because, uh, like I'm saying, I, what was it, uh, seven and a quarter, is, and that's $58 a day. You can't, you know. And I can't. My car gets excellent mileage. No, look, it's the the, the yeah, reason the, person's doing forty miles a day around trip. <laughs> you know why? You know what's the uh, the big benefit of increasing the minimum wage? And I I don't think it's going to happen. Um, is because people. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Hold on. Oh, that's better. People who make minimum wage spend that money as soon as they get it. Uh, tax uh, tax breaks for rich people. They just reinvest that money, and it's good for the stock market, but it's not good for the overall economy. Matt, Matt, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. We got to sure. take a break. I got to go. I have to have a coughing fit. It's unre- It's this is allergy related. It's not due to fumes. Uh, plus, it's seven forty six. Oh. 
was a member of the union for a couple of years. Am I going to get checks? Did they? Did I? Was I? Do you have to be in there a while to be invested in your in the program or something? Well, you have to pay into those things. I did. Okay. Through the nose. Well, thirteen hundred bucks a year they took. I don't see why you're not. So I'm going to get a check for like two dollars and fifty-seven cents quarterly until I die. Or so. I haven't seen any of it yet. And, and by the way, I never officially tapped out, but they I stopped giving them money. So I'm assuming that they've uh, that the uh, American stop giving them money. The American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. I'm in the same. Uh, it's like uh, paying for life insurance and then paying into it and, and then not anymore. You lose it. Yeah, but, but see, a lot of this problem is they go to they want to unionize your shop and they come in and they say, look, we're going to take this much out of your check. And then when we retire till the day you die, we're going to give you this amount of money. And you have to lowball it to get if they leveled with people about because that those the all of those those equations were wildly out of whack. They were way over promising. We're going to take very little out, and you're going to get this huge, and nobody really, well, how is that going to stand up? That's The promises you're making are outpacing what markets will pay. Uh, come on, Aftra. All right, let's, uh, Twig, are we ready to tell some terrible jokes? Yeah, we are. Oh, boy. Do we have a judge? We have Ellis on the line. Oh, God. You know, no, you know what? That's actually perfect, because he's kind of a dumbass. He can't hear me, can he? Yeah, he can. Oh, that's now I'm embarrassed. I called him. Uh, I called him a name. I'm sure he's all hurt about it. Good morning, Ellis. Hey, good morning. I gotta say something real quick. All right, before, hurry, uh, hurry it up. Joke. Hurry it up. I, I want to pay a compliment to the last caller. He's a real smart guy. Yeah, and you know what? You should have him on a weekly basis. He can call anytime he wants, as can anybody else. He's one of those people that think things through on a uh, – he's a second-level guy. He's playing chess while the rest – everybody else is playing checkers. But America wants checkers now. you got to dumb it down, especially in the radio business. You can't overthink – you don't want to hear – you don't want to hear an economist. Uh, okay, also shut up. Okay, I'm not even going to tell you whose joke is whose because either one could have come from either guy. Are you ready? I'm ready. My doctor recommended exposure therapy to get over my fear of being insulted, so she set me up with a specialist. It turned out to be a great disappointment. <laughs> Who's on the phone? Uh, you have Leanne on the line. Uh, Leanne, good morning. Welcome to the program. What's happening? Good morning. I just wanted to correct that position All right. that you mentioned. That whole thing, the whole entire package includes the... Oh, oh, thank you. Okay, it, that's considerably the, less then, because that, that benefits yes. package is probably, what, a third of that? It's almost half because of the pension obligations that the county has to pay. Oh, okay. I still want the job, though. Well, that is whatever that is. But <laughs> right, people, well, need to under, people need to understand the problem with the, the salaries at a county right now are the pension obligations. They break they break the budget. Yep. It is, it is something we have to do. It's something we have to do with the union. And, you know, whatever that is, we try very hard to work and make sure that those things happen. But it is all-inclusive. And, and I just wanted to correct that. Oh, that's I'm not on top of. Leanne, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I was just kind of going with I, as it was reported. And uh, and I I always like it's. I think it's cool when, I, when a thing is – when I get a greater understanding of a thing. So if you ever hear anything that I, you know more about it than me, feel free to, uh, to let me know.